You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Christ's Exaltation is the title of this devotion. This week I've been speaking to you about the four great cornerstones of the Christian faith. I talk first about, in the introduction, about the spiritual maturity and the need of spiritual growth. And then I spoke to you about Christ's divinity, one of the first great cornerstones of the Christian faith that he is God. And then second, about Christ's um, incarnation, that he came, became man and dwelled among us, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And thirdly, we spoke about Christ's atonement. And now I want to speak to you over the next two devotions about his heavenly life, the crowning glory of his great work as our Savior, as the Savior of the world, that He right now ever liveth at the Father's right hand to make intercession for all those who come to the Father through Him. For there's no other name given unto men by which we must be saved but the name of Jesus Christ. For to Him every knee shall bow of those who are in heaven and earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. And I know that can be such um, a challenge for people when, when maybe they have other forms of religion, but no, my dear friends, Jesus Christ is coming to people all over the world through the gospel being preached through his children. And what a wonder when we see, especially in many nations that have other forms of religion, how the gospel, like a light, is penetrating the darkness. And how this message of his saving love is coming to multitudes of people. Oh, friends, in some of the nations where it's been the darkest because of other forms of religion, there have been the greatest, greatest evangelistic outreach and demonstrations of God's power. And I have experienced little snippets of it incomparable to what we've seen, for example, through T.O. Osborne's crusades and Reinhard Bunke's crusades. You know, if I could just tell you this little story. Reinhard Bunke, what a beautiful man of God. He is in heaven now with Jesus. But Reinhard Bunke, as a young man, would set up the 35 millimeter film projectors for Theo Osborne, when Theo Osborne would come to Germany and Netherlands and France and all these countries to show the people in these nations, Western nations, what God was doing in Africa, in dark Africa, where there was all these false religions. And, and, and Reinhard Bunke would set up this 35 millimeter film Projector. I know them very well. I used to operate them when I was a young man for my father. And you have the big reel of the film and it goes through the machine and onto a reel below and it projects on the white screen. 
something with the modern technology that would be quite strange for people today. And people would watch, and Reinhard Bunke said, to watch those black and white movies about the Crusades and seeing the multitudes coming to Christ and the power of Jesus working among them, saving them and healing them. He said, it was like black gold to me. All these beautiful people receiving Jesus and beginning to become radiant with his indwelling life, with the glory that he has in heaven revealed in them. It was everything to him. And then Reinhard Bonnke was compelled through this by the Holy Spirit to go to Africa with his wife and children as a missionary. And on horseback, he would ride for hours and hours to speak to two, three, four people. And he just kept going and kept going. He kept serving in every opportunity that was there. He kept going, kept going. One day he was sitting with his accordion on the streets with his wife and children singing to the Lord and worshiping him. And there was a big stadium in front of him. And while he was singing and worshiping, the Lord spoke to him and said, Reinhard, if you'll take that stadium for me, I'll fill it. And he tried everything, but nobody would believe that that was possible. And somehow by faith, he pressed it through in obedience and took the stadium and the Lord filled it. And that was the beginning of the great crusades where Reinhard Bonnke in one crusade would see a million and a half people make a decision for Jesus. Friends, I believe that same power unto salvation <clears throat> is flowing unceasingly from the throne of grace, looking for hearts and minds in which it may find an, a, a channel of glory. Oh no, I pray that the channel in me grows bigger and bigger every day of his holy heavenly life, the crowning glory of his, of his work of redemption for us saints, for us sinners, for all humanity, anywhere and everywhere. For God wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth that there's one God and one Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, friends, it's a wonderful thing when you begin to realize Christ's heavenly glory and His heavenly ministry conforming and transforming us into His likeness. It's absolutely phenomenal how God in heaven has exalted Jesus, the Son of Man, Jesus, the Son of God, who in his humanity perfected that which he was in the Father, who perfectly manifested in his human flesh all that he is in the Father and the Father in him. And he took that perfection of submission to the Father, oneness, with the Father as he has in heaven as God to the extreme of death of the cross. You see, the cross of Christ, his atonement, was the perfection of his submission that there was absolutely nothing separating Jesus from the Father. And thereby he opened a new life-giving way through his obedience even unto death. And that obedience, my friend, was perfect not only in the action of fulfilling those things written about him, but in the nature by which he fulfilled them. He didn't just do what was written about him, but the spirit by which he did it, he revealed the Father's love for us. When Jesus was about to go to the cross, in John chapter 14, verse 31, he said, but I do 
so that the whole world may know I love the Father. You see, when you don't know the love of the Heavenly Father, you will struggle understanding the surrender of the Son of God, the humility of the Son of God, the obedience of the Son of God. But the more you begin to abide in the Father's love, the more you begin to appreciate, be inspired, be motivated by the love for the Father you see in Jesus. And the more you're compelled by that love to follow in the new life-given way that He has opened up and become a new life-giving way for others to find the living Christ at the Father's right hand through their knowing you. You see, Jesus not only made the way, Jesus is not, He is the way, but He leads in the way. The life of submission to the Father, surrender to the Father that was perfectly displayed in His self-sacrifice is the life in which He leads us. That same self-surrender, that same self-denial, that same eternal spirit by which He offered Himself without blemish to the Father is the same spirit working in you and me coming from His heavenly life coming from His throne in heaven, transforming us inwardly, liberating us from selfishness, from greed, from unwillingness, from laziness, from indifference, from ungodliness, from evil lusts and desires that rage in the natural nature through the deception that's in the world through lust. He liberates us, liberates us by what He achieved for us in His self-surrender that He now reveals in us through His heavenly life. And He brings us into that resurrected holy life in the fellowship with the Father through His life in us. Oh, friends, and now where we used to struggle with selfishness, with greed, with fear, with torment, with cruelness, with harshness, with lust, evil lusts, demoralizing pornographies, demoralizing self-abasement and confusion about who we are, confusion about who we are as a man or how, who we are as a woman and all these different torments and afflictions that drive us often in a way that we can see God didn't predestined us to. He now from His heavenly life is able to impart into you and me what He obtained for us. He did it all for us. What we could not do, no matter how hard we tried, Monks that would separate themselves into the wilderness away from the world, thinking that they would be able to find some kind of freedom through that, were not able to find it. Why not? Because it's in the flesh. It's in their very nature. And you cannot escape it except through the Son. He is the only one through whom you can live free from the horrible nature of sin and all its corruptive forces. It is through Jesus you can find perfect reconciliation with the Father, what He did for us. He now through His heavenly life works in us 
to lead us to follow him in the same life of self-surrender, self-denial, self-sacrifice. And wow, what freedom. What freedom. You know, I'll close with this. Over the last many months, my dear Virginia was so terribly ill. So much so that she came close to not being able to continue down here on earth. And I had the privilege to care for her. And in that experience, which was in some ways quite painful, and there were other things in our life and family that caused some really terrible pains. In that experience, I began to experience something that the Heavenly Father began to show me. That you see Jesus in the death that he died for us. His death that he died for us is perfectly in him in heaven. You see in heaven, you see him as the lamb that was slain. The death that he died is in him. That death that he died for us is in him. The power of his death is in him, in heaven. And it's the heavenly father, often through the things we go through in this life, that determines how much of that death to reveal in us so that we may enjoy the beauty of the love that compelled him and the love that he now perfectly embodies of the father. And in those months that I had the privilege to care for my dear wife, this death of the Son of God was revealed in me by the Heavenly Father in a measure I had not known before. I know he was revealing it, but I wasn't recognizing it. Often when you're too earthly, too hard, too self-willed, too deceived by sin, there's a hardness that even though the Father seeks to reveal the death of His Son in you, you don't recognize it. You, you've, it, it actually makes you feel depressed, heavy, uh, discouraged, because that's the flesh rebellion against dying to self. You see, we cannot die to self. You cannot die to self, self. Self cannot kill self. It's only the death of the Son of God that can liberate you from self. It's the death He died for us that the Heavenly Father reveals in us to liberate us from self so that we can enjoy this amazing love of the Father. Oh, this love that I felt that is completely unselfish. It has no self-seeking self-serving, self-wanting, self-needing, self-desiring. It was completely perfect rest, perfect love, perfect peace, perfect joy. And friends, this is the glorification of Christ, that what He did for us, He now works in us by His Spirit. Oh, what a wonder. What a wonder that Jesus is. Amen. Have a good day.